Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Again, my name is Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. And my goal through these episodes is to not only help you manage your finances, but help you build wealth. And in this episode, we're definitely going to be diving deep into helping you build wealth and going over the topic of today, which is the power of compound interest. And Albert Einstein had a great saying, and most of you have probably heard it before, and it's the compound interest is the eighth wonder of the earth. But most of you actually probably haven't heard the second part over the second half of that. And it's he who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. And I think that's so important as we go through not only this episode, but to think of this as just such a powerful tool to building wealth. And we're caught up in this rat race over and over and over again, where take out the loan to do this and to buy this car and to go get do your education. And, and not to say that you can't still build wealth by doing those things, but most of the time you're paying interest back to these banks and institutions and not paying it back to yourself and paying yourself forward. So today I'm really going to go over the power of compound interest. And I want to remind you too, I'm not just talking about the stock market. Although that might be the reason that most people associate the stock market with, with interest rates and that kind of stuff or financial products like CDs or, or savings accounts. But this could be kind of any investment. This could be real estate. This could be collectibles. This could be land. And it even goes into inflation and how we calculate inflation. So it's super important that we understand how compound interest is calculated and how it can help you build wealth. So you need to understand that there's kind of two ways to calculate interest. There is compounding interest and then there's simple interest. And simple interest means it just only goes back to the principal amount that you invested. So let's say you put in $100 and you are earning a 10% interest rate. Pretty pretty good, right? Well, 10% is just going into that $100, so you're getting $10. But instead of it compounding, so instead of next year you having $110 and then you're earning 10% on that, you're still just earning 10% on the original $100. So you just continue to earn, in this case, $10 each and every year. So it would take 10 years for you to double your money in that case. Where compound interest, just kind of like in that example I was just giving you, you in the next year you would have $110 that you're earning 10% on. And then from there, it just keeps compounding and compounding. And it's really important to understand compound interest just because there's multiple calculations and different ways that you can compute where your future net, future net worth could be. And, and one great way to do this is to think about the rule of 72. And Pat mentioned this in episode six, and I'll mention it again because it's so powerful and so important for you to understand and the rule of 72 is basically you take any interest rate and you take 72 divided by that interest rate and that tells you how many times it takes it for it to double. So to kind of give you an example, let's say you earned 3% interest rate and you looked over a span of like 48 years, it would only double twice. So your original investment, if you put in $10,000 and had a compounding interest rate of 3%, in 48 years, you'd have $40,000. And 
it doubled to 20, and then it doubled to 40. If you increase that up to 6% interest rate, it would have doubled four times. So 10, 20, 40, 80, ending at 160,000 in 48 years. If you earned a 12% interest rate, it would have doubled eight times. So 10, 20, 40, 80, 163, 26, 40, 1.28 million, and then $2,560,000 is what the end result would be in 48 years. Again, this is just for illustrative purposes only. I'm not telling you what interest rates, you know, certain investments are earning, but it's really important to understand the interest rate and how powerful that is, especially when you're playing the game of compounding interest over a long period of time. Now, another great example, and you maybe have heard this example being told to you in school or some type of math class, but would you rather receive $5 million or would you rather double a penny every day for 31 days? And you'd be surprised that one penny would turn to $10,737,418 compared to if you had just received the $5 million. These are both just great examples of not only the example of compounding interest, but ways to compute what your uh, interest rate would be. And then I like to use this rule of 72 just to kind of give an example of, okay, this is where you're at. Say you're going to retire in maybe 15 years. If we use this interest rate, where could we kind of guesstimate where your account would be? And and you can use this for all kinds of things. Again, this isn't just the stock market. This could be your real estate investments. This could be your home. This could be so many other things over and above just the stock market. And the biggest piece of advice I could give you is just to start this process as early as you can. And this is where I would probably disagree with the whole Ramsey baby steps. Because through the baby step process that he goes over... It's not until about middle of the road when you've paid all your debts off, you've got an emergency fund, you've got all these things. And don't get me wrong, those things are very important and you need to do those. But kind of has you on hold for your investments until you've accomplished these different things. Well, it could take you years to get to a point where you're not investing your money and you would have lost so much money over the course of your lifetime when you take into account the compounding of interest. So this is usually where I disagree with Dave Ramsey, not to say that his baby steps don't work. It's just that is somewhere where I disagree, where you at least need to start investing at least a little bit of money to allow compounding interest to work. Now, I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, but we use hypotheticals as a great tool to show the power of compounding interest. And the way that we use hypotheticals is we can go into a mutual fund carrier and just say, hey... What if we went back in time and we started investing, say, 20 years ago or 25 years ago or different rolling periods in history if we invested for 20 years? What would our total dollar amount be? And often, almost every time we put one of these in front of somebody, their mind is just blown away. Holy smokes, you're telling me if I put in this amount, I could potentially have this if I used compounding interest? And again, This is not to say past results equals future results, but it gives you that example of how compounding interest works. And every time you see it, it just just baffles you. And again, going back to the Albert Einstein quote, 
Compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It blows your mind every time you see it. Another great example of this is a study that was done by the Dave Ramsey group, and they did a study over 10,000 different millionaires. And they found that eight out of 10 invested in their 401k. And not to say that 401k is the number one way to get to wealth, but it just shows that if you put money away consistently and continue to put money away over time, that can continue to build over and over and over and using compounding interest for your benefit. Another great example that I wanted to use, and I often give this to different people, especially if they're potentially looking at investing early, is the difference between getting in earlier than later. And one of the whole reasons I started this podcast is because so many people came to our office in their early to late 50s, and they're saying, hey, my kids are out of the house, or they're getting to the point where they're out of the house. We're getting some of our major debts paid off. Maybe we're paying off our house soon. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to retirement. I really want to start, you know, putting money away. And it just... My, my shoulders just like drop like, oh my gosh, you missed it. Not to say that you can't still put money away and still earn money for compounding interest and still put money away for retirement, but you missed the whole game of compounding interest. So just to give you an example, if you had put up $12,500 annually away at different ages, these are the total dollar amounts that would have uh, accumulated if you used, uh, assuming a 6% annual return. So starting at age 25, if you put in $12,500 each and every year over the course of your time period, which would have been from 25 to 65, so a 40-year time period, you would have contributed $500,000. It's a big dollar amount. But the interest you would have earned would have been $1,563,096 for a total investment dollar of $2,063,096. Now, if you would have waited just 10 years, you wanted to wait till you maybe had kids, you paid off your college loans, you waited till you bought the house, insert any example you want there. Let's say you started at age 35. Still same example. You invested $12,500 a year for the course of, in this case, 30 years, earning the 6% interest rate. Your total dollar would have been $1,060,021. By just waiting 10 years, you missed out on a million dollars. And if you were wondering what the difference was, how much you contributed, that would have been a $125,000 difference. So for $125,000 that you would have put in, you could have earned an additional million in compounding interest. Age 45, if you did all the example from above, you would have basically came out at $500,000. If you would have waited to age 55, 187,146 bucks. It just shows the power of compounding interest and then being consistent in investing regularly. And that brings me to my next point. Putting money away consistently over time, it is so important and just to play the game and consistently invest the money regardless of, you know, is the real estate market going up or down or is it the stock market is it is it about to tank? Do we need to put more money in I always give the example, is it, is it best for you to time the market or is it best time in the market? And almost always, especially if you're younger and you have a longer time horizon, it makes sense to, to just be in the market and just wait it out. And so for a good example of this is 
There was a study done by Bloomberg back in 2020. And in this example, they used a 10% savings rate of a $35,000 a year salary beginning in 1980. And they wanted to show the difference between 10% of each paycheck versus once a year contribution. So sometimes what people will do is they will do their taxes, they get their refund back, and then they make a contribution. Or right before their taxes are due, they'll make an IRA contribution for the previous year. In this example, they not only showed the dollar amount difference, but then they also just showed, okay, what if there was like five years in there just randomly put in there that said, hey, what if we just didn't make the yearly contribution? And you can insert any example into that, why they didn't make it. Maybe it was a tough year. Maybe they had a job loss. Maybe they went on a big family vacation and they went to Disney World and they just couldn't afford to put in their IRA contribution. They, their kid graduated or they had a kid that was born. Whatever, whatever example you want to throw in there or an excuse or whatever way you want to look at it, the difference in between that time period if you had invested over that time period and consistently and just did 10% each paycheck, so like in contributing to your 401k, the total dollar amount would have been $1,863,365. But if you had done the annual approach and you missed just five years, the total value would have been 1346000 So you missed out on roughly... 520-ish thousand just by not contributing consistently and then maybe missing a couple of times during that long, long time horizon, which would have been about 40 years. And then going back to that millionaire Ramsey study that they did, when they went through and interviewed them, three out of four millionaires attributed their financial success to investing regularly over a long period of time. And that brings me to another great quote, and I feel like I'm just going to be quoting a lot of different people, but it's a great Warren Buffett quote, and it's, our favorite holding period is forever. And obviously that doesn't, isn't a blanket quote that you can use over everything, but it just shows the example of compounding interest. If we're just planning on holding this investment for a very, very long time, the chances of us having a good interest rate and growth over that time period is much better than if you just put it in for a short period. And so there's some different ways that you can contribute regularly. I talked about doing the 401k, which almost all young people especially have that option. And if you don't, you still have most likely an option to do some kind of an IRA contribution. And we can set that up to where it comes in every single month and you can contribute to your annual contribution limit. Another way is not only just through IRAs, but just standard investments. And you can even break that down to each week. You can put money in every other week, once a month, once a quarter. You can set up an example of being able to just contribute to some kind of investment, whether that's a taxable or or an IRA. And this doesn't just have to be, again, the financial markets. This can be you're putting money into a savings account and you're just earning an interest of 2%. Some of the the money markets and CDs right now are paying pretty great interest rates that we haven't seen in nearly 10 years. So to be able to put money in and earn actually something in the bank is is something different that we haven't seen in, in years past. But then the same thing can go into some kind of real estate investment or you're putting money into down paying your house that you're not necessarily adding to 
you know, an additional investment, but you're paying down the mortgage while also being able to take advantage of the compounding interest of your home. So those are just a couple of, of great ways to contribute regularly because it does give you a great advantage by putting money away consistently over time. Now, going along with setting up regular contributions, you also want to optimize your investment strategy to maximize the compounding of interest. And so this might be like setting up long-term investments through whether that's retirement accounts or just some type of an account or some type of an investment. It's going to give you the power of, of compounding interest over time. So a Great examples of these are 401ks or IRAs, maybe even an annuity for certain people, because a lot of the time you can't really get at that money until 59 and a half. So if you're younger and you're 30, well, that's forcing you to say, I'm not going to touch this money for years and allows that money to grow and, and use compounding interest to your to your benefit. Another great example, again, is 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 real estate. You're buying that house for years and years into the future. And the reason I give these examples is because so much in society, you're getting pulled to, to buy the nice car or to buy the nice clothes or go out to the, the, the new restaurant or whatever. And I'm not saying you can't do these things. It's just to, to make that conscious inward look to say, hey, is it better for me to invest this money or is it better for me to spend it? And for those people who say, oh, you should just buy this really nice car and, you know, COVID has allowed these, these vehicles to just stay afloat and you know, like you're, you're, you could have bought something three years ago and you can sell it for the same amount. Okay. That's very abnormal. And, and, and in today's market, even that those prices of those vehicles are starting to come back down again. And another great example with cars is the average person owns their car for five years. You think that's a really great ex example or a really good investment to make? Or do you want to put it in something that, that historically has increased over time? Not to say that it's going to continue to do that because it, historically it's done that. But there are investments and there are certain avenues and in, in, in markets that not only keep up with inflation, but sometimes exceed them as well. And again, this goes back to that famous saying, time in the market is better than timing the market. And a great example of this, and, and one thing I want to bring up just because I brought up inflation, is there's a thing called real return. And what that means is you take whatever your return was minus whatever inflation was during that time period. And that gives you a real return. And so example is, let's say you invested in a CD that earned 2% but inflation was 2% as well. Well, your real return would have been zero. Let's say you invested in a 10-year treasury and, and you earned 4%, but inflation's two. Well, then your real return would have been two. Let's say you invested in some growth mutual fund and it earned 9%, but inflation was two. Then your real return was seven. And the real reason I give you this example is because it comes back to what's called time value of money. And it gives you that example of, okay, would you rather receive $10,000 today or $10,000 three years from now? And you should every time want that money today because if you put that money in and you earned the compounding of interest, just an example, if you 
put in 6% annualized interest, that $10,000 in three years would be worth 11910 rather than if you just delayed it and got your 10000 So the biggest thing when you're looking at all these different investments and different things, I want you to think about, do I need to spend this money on these other things? Is this going to be just a temporary happiness or can I invest this money? Or have I satisfied my investments? Am I contributing enough or should I contribute more to retirement or these other investments because I'm not meeting my goal there, but for some reason I'm spending way too much money on a car or these other extravagant purchases and vacations. And a lot of this just goes back to your financial goals and what you truly want to accomplish. But I wanted to bring up compounding interest because it is so powerful and everybody should be taking advantage of it. Everybody. And going back to the goals, it really just depends on what you're trying to accomplish and and where you need to invest this money and where you feel comfortable and what markets that you feel comfortable in to where you need to invest that money. I'm not saying it's the stock market for everybody, but you need to be taking advantage of compounding interest, especially as a young adult. One last little rant I want to give to is, is overcoming just common obstacles. And again, I kind of hinted at this at the beginning when I was talking about different age groups and when to start investing. And there's always going to be barriers and reasons for you to not invest. I got to get married. I got to pay for, you know, my wedding. I need to buy for an engagement ring. I need to pay off student loans. I need to buy a new car. I need to buy a house. I need to save up for my kids to have a baby. I need to save up money for down payment. I need to save up for my second or third kid, or I need to save up money to stay home. There's The list goes on and on and on. And I can't tell you how many times I meet with people in their early to late 50s, and they went through this example. I started a business. I did all these different things. And they pick up their head and they say, hey, I don't know where the time went. I can see retirement. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I need to start preparing for this. And if you were to just put something away, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of money. Just putting something that just says, I want to take advantage of compounding interest and I want to pay myself. That's my rant for today. I hope you guys took some information from this. And if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This just allows other great people just like yourself to find this podcast and hear some great information like you did today. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCOA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.